Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about paid marketing, how you can get results, sales. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Mike Williams. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a big pleasure. Check out your profile. You have extended experience. Love it. Uh, you know, uh, for me, it's very important to learn. Uh, keep learning every day. I'm a student in this life. So <laughs> when I check out your profile, I got it. Wow, I can get a lot of skills. Uh, to speak with you. Before we start, just tell more about your self-experience background and why you decided to pay a lot of attention with paid marketing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. uh, my background, I've been in digital marketing for about 18 years, uh, very focused on paid advertising. I did get my start in uh, SEO, started out as a link builder way back in 2003, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as I started doing paid advertising, I just loved it. I mean, it's like instant gratification. But it's also really exciting in the, just the volume of traffic and scale that you can create. So we started out, uh, or I started out, you know, using Google ads. And then, of course, Facebook came along, started buying Facebook ads, bought lots of display traffic, uh, worked at a number of different uh, performance marketing companies and, and co-founded a couple performance companies and agencies. Uh, and I just really enjoyed the game and how much it's changed and grown over the years. And so now my current role is a facilitator of Alacrity Academy, which is a digital marketing boot camp based here in Victoria, BC. And we've taught over 6,000 students uh, the you know basics of digital marketing and worked with businesses to help them grow and scale, which has been uh, really great. And then uh, Jetstream, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Jetstream, which is a digital marketing agency focused on working with uh, e-commerce brands to manage their paid ads on uh, Google meta ads, and now really jumping into TikTok ads, which I'm really excited about and just TikTok in general. So uh, thanks mm-hmm. for having me on. I'm really excited. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay. Uh, can you tell the main difference between uh, paid marketing uh, for e-commerce companies or uh, other uh, niches, websites? Uh, what is the main difference between them? Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, what my mind really goes to the, the KPIs that you look at, like what's important to, you know, a download business, like someone downloading apps or, you know, like a local business versus an e-com business, uh, you know, driving leads versus driving sales. Uh, and especially right now, when I think about those KPIs, I think a lot about uh, average order value, lifetime value, repeat purchase rate, Versus some of the other things you might focus on when you think about media buying, which is like, you know, cost per click, conversion rate, you know, how much are we, you know, what our ROAS is versus looking at more of the like whole picture. So a metric we like to look at is marketing efficiency ratio. So how many dollars did you put into the ads and what did that do for your overall store? Because as you know, attribution is really, really difficult to say like, hey, we put in, you know, a dollar into Google and got five back. You know, you might put five into Google and you put, you know, 10 into Facebook and you two into TikTok and you got X number, but you don't really know the journey that the user mm-hmm. took on all, across all of those platforms and how they got there and how to properly attribute that and say, well, TikTok gets 10% and Facebook gets 35 and Google gets the rest, right? So, so that's what I really think about with, with paid ads, you know, on e-commerce versus other types of businesses is... When you pay, you know, and I'll just use a dollar because it's easy math, but like, you know, a dollar for a click, 
you might only get a dollar in revenue. You might get 50 cents. You might get less. But what's going to happen after the fact? You have to look at acquiring a customer uh, for the long term. And what are they going to do? And how are you going to follow up with them? You know, with email and SMS to really make the advertising work. It doesn't necessarily happen right in an instant. And maybe that's similar across, you know, all, all companies. Um, but that's the thing that really has, you know, my attention when it comes to e-commerce companies and buying ads for them. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. I think today, if you invest a dollar and want to get two dollars back, this time is gone, you know, <laughs> because of uh, the level of competition. Of course, it's better to find a customer, yes. uh, keep keep cust the customer longer, and your customer needs to bring uh, his friends uh, more customers, you know. Yeah, then you can get two dollars back. But uh, if you don't pay attention with time value when you keep longer. Yeah, I think if your product is not good or you uh, yeah. are trying to sell bad products, it doesn't work today. <laughs> you can't get back all your investments. We have a good question from uh, Dr. Nina. Uh, she launched a new medical consulting company and want to know what the best way to leave promotional material with my with her prospects. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really interesting uh, question, and and the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know exactly, you know, how the how the business works, but you know, I I think giving away value up front, like how much can you really give away to get someone to truly buy into your brand, buy into what you're doing, and how much can you share with them for free, right? That they will then come back, you know, in value for you because they'll begin to know, like, and trust. Plus, they'll have all that knowledge that you have. So, you know, something that we would do in, in that case is potentially build like a webinar funnel and or kept collecting leads, name, email, phone number for access to a free webinar that gives them just like a ton of value. Right. And, and you almost feel like I'm giving too much away, but you're not. If you feel like that, you're probably doing just about right and just give away that value up front and then they'll know, like and trust you and follow you. Uh, they'll appreciate all of this content and knowledge that you gave to them. Um, that's what comes to mind. I don't know if that's necessarily the best way, but that's what comes to mind for me is like, you know, collect leads and just give away value and provide information and knowledge to your potential customers. And then, you know, people buy from companies they know, like, and trust, you know, make sure your brand is recognizable so that, you know, when they get that content, they see your logo. So the next time they see it, they're like, oh yeah, I like that brand. Or they search a keyword that's related to your business and they see that brand like, oh, that's that company that gave me all that value. I like them. They, they've won my trust. And another thing that comes into play there is uh, like psychologically is, and you know, having influence over someone is reciprocity. When you mm -hmm. give someone something, they feel in, like I need to give back to them. And so they're probably more likely to purchase your product versus just continue to take They'll take, take, take until the timing is right. And then they'll say, okay, I've taken enough and I'll give back. I remember years ago, mm -hmm. I, I was using Hootsuite, the free version. Mm -hmm. And I was using it. It was really, really effective. It was great. I, you know, I was, I was using it to grow my business and grow my following. And I wasn't paying anything. And I, I got like about a year and a half in. I was like, it's only it was only like, I don't know, 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month or something. I was like, mm -hmm. I should just pay for it. I wasn't even going to use more features. I just felt like yeah. obligated to pay because they had done such great things for me that I paid, <laughs> you know, it's kind of mm -hmm. funny. It seems kind of silly, but I was like, we can pay for it. We can afford it. And they've been really helpful for me. So I, mm -hmm. I think a lot about that, like, you know, 
give away value, give away knowledge. Um, and I think it will, will come back to you. So, you know, give away, you know, potentially with a webinar or a lead magnet, people are getting a little bit tired of lead magnets. They're savvy to that. Maybe there's something else that you can do, you know, get them. Neil Patel suggests like, you know, do a quiz. Quizzes work really, mm -hmm. really well and give them that value. Um, but you're, you're putting hooks out there that you can like bring them back. And then if they recognize your brand at a later date and they recognize that, Hey, I like them, they gave me something, they'll give you something back. Hopefully that's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, you shared uh, about the parameter EAT in SEO, like expertise, authority, trust, you know, <laughs> that you need to build trust. Yes. Uh, you need to share value before uh, selling anything because most customers don't buy from unrecognizable brands. If they don't know you, why they need to yeah. buy from you? Um, yeah, you need to build this trust. Uh, and the best way to share value, to help them uh, support before trying to sell and that's why i think it, it's important to provide content marketing campaigns uh and unite them with pay-per-click uh, what do you think uh, is it good idea to start paid uh pay-per-click marketing without having a strong brand recognition without anything for example if you launch a new project and nobody knows about you uh, can you start pay-per-click campaigns or it's better to start with content marketing to build some uh brand recognition and then only set up uh, paid ads yeah it's a really good question and you know I mean, the classic digital marketer answer is it depends. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. to talk through that, you know, when I when I talk to potential clients who are thinking about launching an initial brand, right? Like there's two ways you're going to pay, right? Either you're going to pay for ads and you're going to pay to drive traffic or you're going to pay through time where you're going to take time to build up this like organic machine. So do mm -hmm. you want to spend the time to, you know, build a brand and and, you know, create organic traffic, which is going to take you, 12, 18 months, right? And I highly, highly recommend, I'm definitely not saying not to do that. I'm saying you should do that. But if you want traffic and you want to start growing now, then you need to look at paid ads. But you also need to understand that your conversion rate is going to be lower because people don't know your brand. So people will mm -hmm. buy, especially if you're solving a problem and, and you can specifically explain how you solve that problem, even if they don't recognize the brand because they're, they're, they're problem aware they may even be product aware, knowing that, hey, there is a solution out there. They're just not brand aware of your brand. And then, you know, going back to that no like, and trust, like, do they feel like they know, like, and trust you enough? Or is the desire to purchase that product high enough that they'll just buy it on the spot, regardless of who the brand is? Mm -hmm. So to, to answer the question, though, yes, you can certainly launch ads, but be prepared for low conversion rates and not a ton of success, but that's a way to get traffic today, but you're going to pay for it with cash versus if you want to build organic traffic, then it's going to take you a lot more time to get SEO, social media, that sort of stuff going. That said, the caveat being, you know, I don't know how much you're paying attention to TikTok, but you can go viral on TikTok with like less than a hundred followers. You can gain a ton of traffic organically through TikTok if your market's there and if you have a, you know, a good way of reaching out and resonating with your customers. So that, that game is changing a little bit that you don't necessarily have to wait for organic. Uh, you can go viral. I think the thing that really takes time uh, regardless is building a brand that people know, like, and trust, right? Like that does take some time and takes a lot of effort and awareness, but you can certainly also launch 
paid advertising with the goal of, you know, reach awareness, brand exposure, and, and have a strategy there. And you're paying for that traffic, but don't expect a really high return uh, from mm-hmm. that. Know that you're investing in building a brand. And then over time, you know, the, the best way to improve your conversion rate, in my opinion, is to build a really strong brand that recognize people will open your emails, they'll click on your ads, they'll buy your products. You know, think about any of the brands like I, I'm a big fan of, of bubbly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done a great job with their branding. I really resonate with the Michael Buble commercials. If you see those, um, mm-hmm. I'll buy that all day long, you know, without thinking twice about it. Um, Lululemon, you know, Nike, these are brands that I really connect with and I'll buy their products if they have something that solves a problem that I have. So building that brand is in 2022, you got to be doing it. Yeah, well explained. Love it. By the way, you know, uh, I have a competition uh, with my son, 11 years old. Uh, he posts video on TikTok. Um, yeah, uh, I'm doing as well, but I am not good. Uh, uh, you know, uh, for example, it's hard to compete with him because he has more followers, yeah. more views than me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I post consistently, but for me, it's very hard to compete with him because his audience is more active than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I, th- I think tiktok is is a good place and uh, love this experience uh, and uh, for me it's much better if you find your social media uh, and pay attention to one social media for example i know that many marketers uh, are trying to uh, copy Gary Vee or any other recognizable brands that can uh, get exposure everywhere. But, you know, he has a team, he has experience, he started yeah. on Twitter as well. So, uh, you know, for example, when I try to cover Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, I usually got like uh, five, 10 subscribers, followers a day, uh, 100 views. But when I paid attention to LinkedIn alone, I got like uh, two, uh, 200, 300 a day, you know, like a thousand yeah. views. So I decided why I need to be everywhere. It's like jack of all trades. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do this job. I do this job. But in most cases, if I need to pay more attention, uh, my, my choice is LinkedIn because I can grow my audience there much better. So, yeah. And you, you yeah, mentioned I'm, about... I'm, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm the same way. I, you know, I, I was on all the platforms and we had a you know platform or a, 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 an account for the company on all the platforms. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be on LinkedIn and you can find me over yeah. there, <laughs> you know, and you won't find me on Twitter. You know, it's not my thing. You won't find me necessarily on Facebook you know, in these other platforms, I am, like I said, I've started with, with, um, TikTok, and I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. jumping in. I'm just going to just do it and, and see. Yeah. Right. But it's a different game. So. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, and you mentioned about the tool, uh, hot suite. Yeah. It's like, uh, tool that helps to, uh, schedule your posts on different platforms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, can, can you tell how this tool can help you? Because, you know, from my experience, I usually use to my hands, you know, I try to use uh, such tools, uh, to schedule posts, but I found that uh, social media platforms can disengage content. If you, uh, if you are using tools, if they yeah. do this job, because they leave the link and, uh, uh, for example, if you post yourself, you can uh, engage with audience reply immediately to their comments. You can, uh, share your posts to some, uh, groups and it works much better. Uh, what do you think? Uh, wh- why this tool works? Yeah. This was years ago that I was using Hootsuite. This would have been probably like even 2014, 2015 when I was talking about that. And, and at the time it worked really, really well. Um, I will say from my own experience, you know, for a long time, I posted just every day on LinkedIn, uh, like manually, mm-hmm. natively. 
Uh, mm -hmm. And more recently, I've switched to using Buffer to share. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I think there's a little less engagement because they're scheduled. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if the algorithm is looking at that. I would assume it is, but I don't know for sure. But I will say that one other factor to consider is that when I would just, you know, post that day, it was a little more relevant. I think it was a little more engaged. I think even a little bit more like excitement came through mm -hmm. versus a scheduled post where I had to sit down and like schedule something and then it mm -hmm. just comes out. It doesn't get as much engagement. So I wonder about the algorithm, but I also just wonder about like the type of posts you create are maybe a little less relevant and mm -hmm. engaging than if you do it live in the way that I think maybe these platforms were meant to be. I, I don't uh, have the answer, but I'll share that. Uh, I, I researched this answer uh, because, yeah, uh, uh, for me, it's much uh, simpler to use uh, scheduling tools as well. But yeah. uh, I found the way, you know, uh, the main reason of any social media to keep users longer. When you use tools, uh, these tools leave the link and uh, users can click to this link and uh, go away from social media. So right. uh, when these people uh, are going away, uh, some of them uh, don't go back. You know, they just uh, leave it. That's it. And uh, social media platforms uh, dislike such things, you know, to, uh, because uh, if they keep longer, that means uh, uh, your post is more valuable to them. They can earn more right. money with their paid ads. So uh, it's from my research. I don't know, possible for some effects uh, yeah. another way, but I found uh, when you use yourself, you can keep them longer and yeah. Uh, yeah, and engage with audience immediately because, you know, when you reply to the comments after uh, like one, two hours, you can, uh, these people who uh, left their comments can get back uh, to read your replies, to increase engagement, it's the best time to get more exposure right. for any post. Yeah, it's from right. my research. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah uh, interesting. Okay, uh, can you tell which tools do you use for paid marketing? Uh, we have a sponsor, HRFs, today. Uh, what do you think about this tool and uh, tell your loving tools? <laughs> uh, I've used uh, Ahrefs in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but we use SEMrush. Uh, mm -hmm. as as a tool yeah that's good um, yeah, yeah I, I think you know I was using that one and I've I've tried both and I just I'm mm -hmm. more familiar with SEMrush um, but I, I will say that there's nothing like you know just using the platforms natively you know Facebook ads and, and Google ads and some of the tools they have like the Facebook ads library I mean to go in there and like see what your competitors are up to I mean that's a really really great tool uh, and mm -hmm. then on the Google side, I mean, we, we do use SEMrush to, you know, track and look at competitors and even look at potential clients. But to be honest, it, it, a lot of times it's way off. I mean, we've looked at brands mm -hmm. and we've seen like, oh, they're spending like 3000 a month in ads. And then we talk to them and we're like, yeah, we're spending $100,000, right? <laughs> and so the tool is, is, is way off. So, you know, maybe it's time to give Ahrefs a, a, a try. But mm -hmm. overall, I'm pretty happy with what SEMrush provides from a keyword research standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, looking at, at clients and stuff and, and, you know, trying to get a sense for where they're at or even competitors, there's nothing better than actually seeing inside their account and seeing all that information. Obviously, you're not going to get that for competitors. Um, but, you know, you can do some research to track them down and even, you know, click on their ads and see what they show for remarketing, right? You can get... Mm -hmm some of that information. So um, yeah, we, we use SEMrush. Uh, um, 
it's it, it's hit or miss, but you know, overall, I'm very happy with the tool. Uh, I definitely mm-hmm. would, you know, you know, Ahrefs, you can't go wrong with that either. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I think all tools have advantages and disadvantages. That's okay. You know, some yeah. Rush is a great tool. We know about that. And uh, can you tell, for example, uh, how to uh, to create the right message uh, by using paid ads? Because you know, when I read a few. Uh, marketing books and uh, some great black po- blog posts and they share you need to learn your competitors uh, but you know I think uh, some companies uh, don't understand the right message of that uh, because I think uh, in paid marketing we have fierce competition yes some big mm-hmm. brands who jump on this field and um, uh, when you uh, analyze how they get traffic you can uh, understand their strong sides because in most cases companies set up their strong sides how to find your unique selling proposition and uh, jump there uh, ignoring uh, your competitors what do you think yeah it's really interesting i mean it's i, I really like to start with looking at competitors but mm-hmm. you usually don't win by copying right mm-hmm. you know you really have to understand your differentiator and, and what makes you different but what we do as an agency um is research, right? I mean, I I didn't say it, but, you know, copy isn't like a creative that just comes out of nowhere. Copy is research. You know, it Mm -hmm. comes from understanding and learning, you know, uh, the brand, but more so the customer. So, you know, we will do voice when we onboard a new client, we do voice of customer research. So we actually reach out and survey their existing customers. You're going to find out the words they use, why they, why they use the product. You're going to find out, you know, where the problem was and how this solution helps them. You're going to find, and you're going to find it in their words. If you can take that and turn to copy, it immediately resonates with the customer, right? But we do, you know, uh, competitor research. We look at competitors, see what they're up to, but we're not doing that just to copy them. We're doing that Mm -hmm. to know what they're up to. So we know how we're going to differentiate. And then we do lots of, uh, you know, review mining, you know, looking at reviews on Amazon, you know, Facebook comments, that sort of stuff, see what people like or dislike. There's a lot of gold in, in the comments, Right. And, and it's just about understanding your customer. The real challenge I feel like comes in, especially on platforms like Google, when you're running a search ads, search ad, they'll they'll call it a creative, but it's not mm-hmm. very creative. You're limited mm-hmm. on what you can say. And so if a brand has come up with some tagline that happens to be like 45 characters, well, we can't even get that mm-hmm. into the headline. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're marrying the limitations of a ad text with some mm-hmm. creative that you've come up with, even if you do the research or you have a tagline and you have to try and like put them together. You know, Facebook gives you a little bit more control over that where you can add images and, you know, there's room for more text, but even they truncate the text in different placements, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a difficult game, but I, it really comes down to, putting yourself in the customer's shoes and really understanding, uh, you know, what they need and why they buy, buy the product. And it probably isn't the thing that you think it is. From the business standpoint, we think about like the features and benefits and like our product can do this and here's why it's better than the competitor. But maybe they bought your product because you could pay on a payment plan. It wasn't necessarily even the features and benefits that you had. Um, I'm currently reading a book called, I think it's called Demand Side Sales by Bob Moesta. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the jobs to be done framework, like someone needs a job to be done. So they don't go to Home Depot and buy a drill 
uh, because they want to drill in all the features of it, what they're really buying as a whole, what they're going to put in the wood and then put <laughs> yeah. wires through, right? Like, so when you really boil it down, how do you understand why the customer is really buying? And we almost can't see the forest for the trees when we're internal, either the business or the agency. So there's a lot of work that has to be done to uncover those things. And then, like I said, if you can understand their words and how they talk about your product, then you've really got something and you can write some creative copy. But there's still that limitation and like character limits, truncation. How long will someone actually like watch a video that I can get my message across? And I think that's one of the biggest challenges in, in digital marketing in general today. Yeah, love it, love it. I think the era of lazy marketers is that, you know, when you don't research a lot, <laughs> if you don't spend yeah. time, because you know, I remember when someone uh, shared with me, uh, paid marketing on LinkedIn uh, doesn't work. I asked why, because I wasted uh, $400 and I didn't get any results. Uh, and I asked him, okay, tell me how you did it. Uh, explain about your uh, process. And uh, I registered, uh, set up campaigns for a few minutes, uh, set up the same uh, paid ads from my Facebook, and that's it. You know, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know, I think all platforms is diff uh, are different. You no, know? yeah, it's better to learn before. Uh, yeah, and, and we, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we hear that a lot. I tried Facebook ads, didn't work. I tried LinkedIn ads. I tried Google ads, right? It didn't work. And, and mm -hmm. so many campaigns don't work when you immediately set them up. It's only through the mm -hmm. optimization, iteration, improvement process that you get to a place where a campaign, you know, works. But it also can depend on how you're measuring that, right? We were talking about like AOV and LTV. You know, some of that takes a lot more time to collect. I will say about LinkedIn, a campaign that we ran for a client and the cost per click was $71 for one click. I mean, yeah. at some point, those numbers won't make won't make sense. But mm -hmm. how can you make that make sense? How can you make it work? And I think that's the thing people don't realize that don't buy media is you have to optimize the campaign for success. And it's going to take time. It's probably going to take more time and more money than you expect. So you know, be prepared for that. But you know, Google and Facebook, as far as I know, 95% of their revenue comes from ads. So these things do work businesses wouldn't buy them repeatedly if they didn't yeah and i found that uh paid marketers usually pay attention to google or facebook ads and separate uh, to linkedin ads because uh i spoke with two speakers and uh one of them aj wilcox and he handled campaigns uh around uh, 120 million dollars on linkedin you know wow. yeah yeah it was and he uh, he doesn't uh, pay attention to other platforms because he's good with LinkedIn and he knows yeah. how to set up the right data. Uh, I had another speaker and uh, Garrett, his name, and uh, he set up campaigns like for a million dollars and uh, got back ten million dollars on LinkedIn ads without using any Google or uh, Facebook. So yeah. yeah, it works if you know how to set up this message, if you know how to find the right data, uh, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's like priorities when uh, I get insights on LinkedIn, someone is good with TikTok. So yeah. <laughs> it always depends. Uh, yeah, and I think it's it's <laughs> dependent on that like D2C versus B2B, you know, because obviously LinkedIn is, is more B2B, but you're right. I mean, if you really work with an expert that has cracked that, then they're going to yeah. know how to do it. So yeah.
Yeah. Uh, can you tell about uh, creating landing pages uh, for, uh, for uh, paid marketing? For, for example, um, I, I see another mistake. When uh, businesses use uh, existing pages uh, that they have on their websites and set up paid campaigns. But I found uh, when you uh, create separate pages, landing pages specific to, to your keywords, uh, uh, according to uh, your buying persona, you can get much higher results. What do you think about that? Uh, can you provide some insights how to do it? You, you're talking about landing pages? Yes, yes. Okay, sorry. I thought maybe you said LinkedIn pages, but yeah, uh, no, no, LinkedIn. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> LinkedIn or uh, landing pages, uh, you know, in the right setting in the right way can work really, really well. Um, what I usually look at is like, sometimes you'll find a, a traffic source that's in a certain niche that isn't maybe directly related to your product. So when they land on your page, they're like lost and confused. But if you put a landing page in between, you can bridge the gap between the traffic mm-hmm. and and the solution, right? And so it seems a little bit counterintuitive to put a page in between, uh, but you can certainly do that. And another thing is this this idea of like, you know, getting someone to engage and start clicking. So if you get to your landing page and you know you want to get them to like write to a product, right? Like buy a pair of shoes, right? Find your pair of shoes. If they start to engage in that process, they're more likely to complete the process. So mm-hmm. if you get them to a landing page or to like your homepage or to a landing page and they won't do anything, there's nothing for them to do there. They won't start the process of checking out. But if mm-hmm. you can do things to engage with them, maybe ask them a question, get them to click on a button, you know, get them to search, these sorts of things. And you can use landing pages to create that engagement. Um, and so, you know, we don't we don't use necessarily a ton of landing pages, but depending mm-hmm. on the client, we might use a lot more. If the page or the store, you know, converts and we can send the traffic directly there uh, and it works well and the conversion rate is good, then that's great. But sometimes we'll, you know, you can deep link into certain sections of a site, but the landing page really bridges the gap and can help create that engagement um, and and certainly helps with conversion rate. So, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, a big fan of landing pages, um, but they need to have certain elements to be successful, right? A hero image or video that really like showcases the product. And especially if you can show faces of people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a strong headline because people are going to look at that image or video. They're going to, they, they're going to, you know, determine what the page is about or the site is about by that video, the, the headline, you know, being really, really strong and captive. That's where your copy comes in, understanding your customer. And then the, the call to action, right? Like where's the button, where's the thing they're going to click on, where's the action they're going to take. And then anything supporting that gives you credibility, logos of other clients, logos of other brands that use your product, um, or social proof testimonials. I mean, these things are Mm -hmm. highly, highly influential. So, you know, landing pages certainly can do a lot for you You can do some of the heavy lifting, uh, bridge the gap, and are certainly worth a test. Anytime you are paying for traffic, you're going to want to do everything you can to get that conversion, uh, you know, or at least gain a customer or a potential customer and landing pages help customize, especially with things like like search right? Where you've got different niche keywords, you've got groupings of different categories of types of traffic, sending them to a landing page bridges that gap between the page they're actually going to land on where they uh, purchase the product. So uh, big, Mm -hmm. big fan of them. Um, Use them where it's right. And 
don't overthink how it might seem counterintuitive to put a page or a process in front of the sale because it might actually drastically improve your conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. Uh, okay, uh, uh, I have the question about uh, setting paid campaigns to uh, info content. For example, in SEO, we uh, cre uh, we write blog posts, we create some studies, free tools, ma ma many things because we need to get traffic and we can lead this traffic to e-commerce pages, to interlink, to or just to create brand awareness. It depends. Can you tell, is it a good idea to create uh, paid campaigns for info content where uh, we can cover uh, a buying journey and uh, to sell in the future or to work like uh, in the long run? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's something that we do a, a lot of, but, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the middle of the funnel, you know, in the consideration stage, those are the types of things that could convince a user, right? Sharing your knowledge, giving value, explaining the product, you know, providing that information and maybe answering a bunch of their questions that helps bring them through the funnel. Because we quite mm -hmm. often will talk about, people talk a lot about the top of the funnel, they talk about the bottom of the funnel, yeah. But we're not really thinking about the middle and the middle is so, so important. And so I think that's the place to send them to content, valuable content, you know, answering questions, overcoming objections and working people through that funnel. You know, it's, it's great to fill the top of the funnel and see them come down, but let's not let them get stuck here. And I think really that's the place to use a blog post, an info product uh, or an info um, page. Uh, and, and think about retargeting as well. The people that get to that page, they're there for a certain reason. How can I now segment them into a separate bucket that says, hey, they went to this page. Now, how can I help them uh, you know, get to the conversion a little bit faster or take them in a different direction? So there's a lot of reasons you know, why you would use that. And, and you know, I know I said earlier that like, if, you, if you're going to pay for a click, you want to get them to a conversion. Um, this is still part of getting them to the conversion. Right. It mm -hmm. just happens to be in, in the middle of the funnel. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, the right time, right place. It's a good strategy. Um, you need to think that strategy through and think about how you can segment that audience further. And if you can, if they're not going to purchase, is there a way you could potentially get, you know, uh, an email uh, phone number and, and begin texting or emailing that user? And then you've created that one to one um, connection and you can actually nurture them without ads to purchase, right? Mm -hmm. where, where you've got the click, you got their email, you got their SMS, and then now you have a one-to-one -one communication with them that doesn't cost you, you know, every click. You can make that work for you. Um, so, you know, a couple of different ways to do it. I wouldn't say that, like, it's not something that we do a, a ton of. We do some of that, but, you know, it's not, you know, sort of an area of expertise for me that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you know that, those are my thoughts on that. Okay, got it. Okay, uh, you know, uh, in SEO, we usually get much higher results with clients who uh, understand SEO. Uh, for example, if uh, they understand why uh, link building is important, what type of client content they need to create. And uh, if I see they understand SEO, uh, then um, on the average, we can get much higher results. Can you lead? companies uh, how to learn about paid marketing today because we have a bunch of tools many different stuff uh, from your experience for example if you started today to learn uh, about uh, paid marketing what would you do 
Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I have to, I think I have to mention our, our course with Alacrity Academy. You can check that mm-hmm. out at alacrityacademy.com. And it's, it's a, it's a digital marketing course covering a number of topics, but we do talk about paid advertising. And one of the things a lot of the students will say is, you know, you know, I, I thought I knew a lot about these things and now I mm-hmm. know so much more. So we're kind of like pulling back the curtain and giving them a view of the other side, right. To see what's there. Um, that's a good place to start. I mean, that's, that's our own brand, but you know, courses from like digitalmarketer.com, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they've got some great courses. You can take courses from Google and Facebook and these other platforms, but you have to realize that they're going to give you the knowledge that's going to benefit them, which is spending more, which isn't necessarily <laughs> beneficial for you. So a, a, like a third party course uh, is, is really, really valuable. And I don't think you have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for these. I mean, you, you can get some good courses, you know, even access to certain webinars, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, hundred dollars, you know, $300, maybe, maybe thousand dollars for a more involved course. Um, that's the way that I would go. So find a, a company that you know, like, and trust, or maybe you've downloaded some webinars and listened to some of their content and you, and you like what they have to say and see if they have a paid ads course. Um, I think that's where I would start. You can probably find some great content on on YouTube as well. You just want to make sure that it's up to date and recent. Um, a mm-hmm. couple uh, podcasts, like I listen to the Perpetual Traffic podcast, which is the the guys at Digital Marketer. They usually have some really good stuff. Uh, it's not always intro, like like for for newbies, right? Um, but it's a good way to get a sense for what's going on, what's happening. Uh, in the paid advertising and just the digital marketing uh, world as well. So that's, that's probably what, you know, I would recommend. I'm sure there's other options out there, but those come to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, can you tell what kind of, pu- of future are you expecting uh, from uh, paid marketing? Uh, because, you know, uh, new texts are coming fast, you know, digital marketing is a quickly changing world. Uh, how to consider new techs and uh, what to learn today that will help you tomorrow or uh, for a few years? Yeah, good good question. Uh, you know, I, it's tough to predict the future. Um, but what I see happening, you know, with, with, you know, Google and their like performance max campaigns and, you know, ev- even with, with Facebook uh, to some extent as well is, is this idea of sort of like, like injecting your site and they'll find where it should go. Right. I don't think we're quite there, but, you know, you could like, you know, put in your site, it'll tell you which keywords, who you should target, which placements you should be on. Um, and so I think we're moving towards more of that. And I'm I'm really simplifying that. It's much more complex than that. But, you know, it feels a little bit like, OK, well, I'll put up put my website and they're going to tell me where this should go. Um, so what's really going to matter is is the message, the copy, the creative, the video and how that resonates with the customer. You know, think about like radio, print and TV ads, right? Like what stands mm-hmm. out is the interesting ad, the one that grabs your attention and it grabs your attention for a certain reason because uh, they don't have necessarily the tools that we have from from a targeting standpoint. So I think I think the future is in, you know, the the creative, the copy and, and understanding the customer. And I think that the AI and machine learning within platforms like Google, Facebook and TikTok is going to get better and better and better. Uh, and so you'll eventually just kind of inject your site and it'll take it to the right place. But I also think a lot about, you know, privacy, attribution, tracking, um, you know, data ownership 
And I think that's going to continue to change. And I think it's going to be more and more difficult to track attribution effectively and really measure what dollar went in where and, and where it was actually attributed to a sale. I think that's unfortunately going to get more and more complicated. And I know there's some great tools out there that are doing a good job of, you know, it, it, like improving the visibility of that gap. But I I just think that it's going to continue to get further and further away. You know, we're not going to come back to the, to the you know, pre-iOS 14.5 days. I don't think that's going to happen. And so, you know, we're investing in, in creative and, and copy and understanding customers and then thinking less about the algorithms of the platforms and more about the algorithm of the mind of like, how do people think about this stuff and what resonates yeah. with them? Because, you know, if you get, you can get really hung up on the algorithm when you're like, at the end of the day, we're, we're doing marketing, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 1950 or 2022, if you get the rest, right message out with the right brand, you're going to be just fine. Um, and, and these, you know, AI and machine learning and these algorithms are going to do some of the heavy lifting. So, you know, get ready to be a marketer uh, and less focused on the digital side of digital marketing. Love it, love it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, because Google, Facebook or any other platforms, they pay attention to satisfy human. If they can't, uh, competitors can do it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. that's why... We yeah, we usually, it's, yeah, I think it's a good idea to create content for a human and forget about platforms yep. and then only optimize content for uh, these platforms, you know, yeah, just yep. to set up the right message. Love it. Uh, Mike, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. Uh, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn. You know, I'm, I've got a fairly common name, but if you search for Mike Williams and uh, the company is Jetstream, uh, mm -hmm. You can check us out at www.jetstream.agency. Uh, and then I'm also facilitator of Alacrity Academy. You can check us out at uh, www.alacrityacademy.com and follow us on TikTok. I just started, you know, a couple of days ago. I'm loving the platform. Go and check out Alacrity Academy uh, on TikTok. Uh, throw us a follow uh, and a comment and uh, I'd love to hear from people. Okay, guys, you can find all these links to Mike in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love learning. Uh, digital marketing yeah, is in my audience hearts. So yeah, that's why we play this game. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.